0: The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 155. With a population growth rate of 2.8%, Austin is America's fastest growing city. Everything's better in Austin?
1: One, two, three. I'll show you Paris in the morning. I'll show you Monday afternoon If you feel your Dublin heart is burning Then well you don't have to worry Cause we're going there soon you don't have to worry Cause we're going there soon
0: Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is the person who's always willing to compromise her travel plans for mine, my wife and constant travel companion, Heather.
1: Well, that's quite an introduction. You make me sound good.
0: Yeah, sometimes our travel plans are in line with each other. We both want to go the same place, and when that happens... All is well, but other times you might want to go here, I might want to go there. You know, there's some difference of opinions and you're pretty good at compromising. I won't say bend to my will <laughs> because that'd be rude. I think we do a good job compromising with each other.
1: I think that that's true.
0: And one of the things we wanted to do today, because tomorrow we are actually starting a trip around the U.S., basically a two-month Traveling trip where we are staying in the U.S. We think,
1: as of right now, those are our tentative plans.
0: Tentative plans, but to stay as our
1: the US. friends, families, and probably all of our listeners know, we change our plans all the time spontaneously. So who knows where we'll end up? Who
0: knows. <laughs> so we have tentative plans, and we wanted to pull back the curtain on how we plan our travel because a lot of people ask us how do you decide where to go? I don't know where to go. Can you help me with that? So how we actually go through and plan our travel and also discuss the various ways that we are using to keep this US trip super affordable over the next two months. So we give you a lot of tips and tricks on this podcast all the time, all these general tips and tricks. Today, we're going to give you real life examples of how we use these big picture tricks in our life. So stuff we talk about, on the podcast, but actually giving you examples of how we're going to do it over the next two months.
1: Yeah. And I'm really excited about this podcast in particular because some of our listeners only really travel domestically. We have a lot of friends who don't feel like jetting off to Southeast Asia on a you know 36-hour one-way. You know, It takes that long to get there. <laughs> and to be
0: honest, we actually are a little burnt out on that long-haul international travel as well. One of the reasons why we decided, hey, let's keep it in the U.S. for the next couple months.
1: Yeah, it just makes things easier. So I'm excited to teach some travel hacking tips that we use just for domestic travel in America.
0: And I'm sure there's going to be plenty of banter about us picking a destination and and our trips because, as we said, it's somewhat solidified, but kind of not even. So we're going to even go into that. Before we get to that, I did want to mention, Seth, I forgot to tell podcast listeners last time, we are running a discount on Frequent Flyer Bootcamp which is our flagship product, which will teach you basically how to fly anywhere in the world for under $100. I didn't tell podcast listeners about the discount and it ends April 1st. So when they're listening to this, they're not going to be able to get the discount. So what I've done, if you're interested in Frequent Flyer Bootcamp, and we're going to talk a lot about frequent flyer miles during this podcast and how we are going to be taking at least four flights in the US for a very small amount of money. I'm not going to give away, but it's under fifty dollars these four flights, both of us. So if you want to learn how to do that, you want to learn how to earn miles, how to use miles, how to really maximize your miles, we have frequent flyer boot camp. If you want to get the discount, I'm gonna extend it out to podcast listeners until April seventh. So when you go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash frequent flyer boot camp. Make sure when you check out to put podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, in the discount box if you're interested. That will save you a ton of money. So I forgot, guys. So I'm extending it for you up until April 7th, even though for everyone else, it ends April 1st. So check that out, extrapackofpeanuts.com slash bootcamp. Save yourself some cash. Tortuga Backpacks, the sponsors of this show, whether we go international, whether we go domestic, you guys know I love my Tortuga Backpack. And it will be coming with me all around the U.S.
1: So I have a question for you. Are you going to be packing in your Tortuga Air or in your regular Tortuga backpack?
0: Well, we mentioned we're leaving tomorrow. I'm looking at my Tortuga Air. It's completely empty. I'm looking at my (laughs) my Tortuga backpack. It's completely empty. That's because we haven't packed yet. I think to be nice, I'm going to pack in my larger Tortuga for this trip because we will be going somewhere that is maybe a little cold, could be cold. We'll need some room for some long clothes. I know you're stressing about making sure you have room for your uh, winter winter, winter heavy clothes. <laughs> Apparel. So I'll pack in the bigger one. I also have this podcasting arm that I have to bring with me to record some podcasts. So let's go with the regular Tortuga this time.
1: That makes me very excited. <laughs> if you guys are looking
0: for a backpack, you know, head to tortugabackpacks.com. Use the promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capitals. Get 10% off your order. All right deciding where to go. So let's kind of reveal here the first place that we're going to be going because you chose this, and I'm excited to go here too, but it was your choice. So back to this compromise. One, one, you know.
1: Yeah. Give a little, get a little. There you go. So as you know, we came back from Thailand about two weeks ago because we have some business projects that we're working on, and we decided, or I Decided (laughs) that I would love to go to Nashville, Tennessee, because number one, we've never been there. Number two, it's a really cool city. And last but not least, my younger sister moved there about six months ago, and we're dying to visit her.
0: Yeah. And I am very excited about Nashville. And so, a few things that we look at when deciding where to go, you know, these are just general things. And this has happened for this trip as well. One, do we know people there? You kind of hit on that. Do we know people there? We decided to go to Nashville because your sister lives there. So the big answer to that is yes. And we don't. There's a lot of times where we go to places we don't know anyone. But it's, I think it's always nice to go and visit people.
1: Yeah, well, because traveling is a big part of our life, and we're on the road most of the time. It's nice to have friends around you, so that you know, if I get sick of Trav or he gets sick of me, we can have someone else to talk to. That never happens
0: <laughs> on my end. So deciding where to go or do people live there? Julie, Heather's sister, lives in Nashville, so we're really excited to go there. A few things that I look at, I mean, one of them is the weather. Right now, it's mid-March or it's end of March in Philadelphia. It's pretty cold. Nashville, we've been getting updates. It's like 65, 70, uh, 75. My sister said it
1: was 80 today.
0: Wow. Wow. So, I mean, weather plays a big part in us deciding where to go. And I think it does for a lot of people. So if you're looking for destinations, consider that. I mean, do you want to get out of the cold weather? Do you want to go to cold weather? You know, that's something to consider for sure.
1: And on this trip, we're doing both of those things, actually.
0: Exactly. So the other few things we consider, is there good food? I mean, that's a huge consideration for me. As for me. As for Heather, Nashville, we know there's good food. Is it cheap or expensive? Staying in the U.S., obviously, some cities are going to be more, some cities are going to be less. You do have a nice baseline if it's going to be cheaper, you know, of of what it's going to be. There's going to be some cities like New York who are more expensive than our cities down south and stuff like that. But, you know, that plays a big role when we decide a lot of stuff internationally. And the last one, you know, is there fun stuff to do? And obviously, we've never been to Nashville, but we have Julie who's there. But we always Google, like top things to do? Or is the city recommended from people? You know, the three places that we are going in this trip, we might as well tell everyone. First, we're going to Nashville.
1: And then second, we're going to Breckenridge, Colorado, which we just decided to go yesterday. (laughs) Uh, Straight after Nashville, we're heading out there for about a week. And then we're going to Travis's pick.
0: Austin, Texas. And so how this planning came about was we, we knew we wanted to go to Nashville, and we know we wanted to go over Easter. So we decided, okay, we have about two and a half months in the U.S. before we would be traveling anywhere at all. We have April and May, and and at least part of June. We knew we wanted to be back in Philadelphia by the beginning of June. And so we have these two months. Where are we going to go? We knew we wanted to go to Nashville for eight days. And then we started looking, and we made a list of cities that we wanted to visit in the U.S. And some of them, Hath, if you want to tell people what we kind of came up with,
1: for cities that we wanted to, to see. Yeah, I, I mean, well, we
0: had Nashville on there. We had
1: Portland, Oregon. Even though we've been there, we've never been there for like a month at a time.
0: Um, San Diego.
1: San Diego was one. Vancouver, which isn't in the U.S., but... Close enough. close enough. Um Austin. Austin.
0: And we also had talked about going out to Boulder to visit one of our friends. And so we just came up with this list of, of places that we might want to go. And this is then how we planned it. We started looking around and saying okay, is there places that we can stay when we go there? Because to save money on accommodations, one of the things that we do is look for house sits or look to stay with with people we know. And I think we're going to touch on that in a little bit. But what we found was that in Breckenridge, there happened to be a place that we could house sit for about a week and a half.
1: Yeah, and we love Breckenridge. We've been there before, and we have some friends who are there right now. So it ticked off a lot of boxes.
0: Yeah, and we just pieced it together. So we said, all right, here we go. We're in Nashville until, let's say, the 8th. Can we get a flight out to Breckenridge? Found one that was fairly cheap, and I'm going to get into that. I guess we might as well move into that, really, of how we're doing it cheap, and we'll talk about the planning as we go through because I don't, it's nothing to hide here. With a flight, the best way that you can fly for cheap and that you can have amazing flexibility domestically in the U.S. is with the Southwest Companion Pass.
1: And doesn't Southwest even fly to Mexico?
0: You're right. I mean, they fly, quote unquote, international. They fly down to Mexico. They also fly down to the Caribbean. Okay. And what's so amazing about the Southwest Companion Pass, if you guys don't know, you can get it by flying a lot on Southwest or you can hack it by getting Southwest credit cards through Chase, which is what we did. You need 110,000 Southwest points in a calendar year to get the Southwest Companion Pass. So if you open up a personal version of the Southwest card, that's 50,000 points. If you open up a business version, that's 50,000 points. All of a sudden, you're at 100,000 points. And
1: then you just ended up buying 10,000 points? The other 10,000- How did you hack that other 10,000? I hacked
0: the other 10,000 by putting spending on those cards and getting a point per mile. There's also ways that you can transfer. I did a little bit of that, and I also transferred some hotel points to Southwest, and that gave me- the extra, you know, 10000 10, that I needed. If you guys are interested in this, we wrote a really long post. It documents what you can and cannot do to get the points. But the real big takeaway is that the credit card points count. So if you get two credit cards, boom, you're at 100000 That's how we were able to get the Southwest Companion Pass. And it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's good for two calendar years. And so we had it all of last year in 2014 and now this year for 2015. So anywhere that Trav flies, he can take a companion up to three different people. So Right, right? not on
0: the same flight, but you can switch your companion right. three times.
1: So I am a companion. He can change it to two other people, but that's it. There's only You three, could change
0: three times. Three and times. so in essence, anytime I board a Southwest flight, if I want to add a companion, if it, usually it's Heather. I can say, whether I booked this flight with Miles or I actually paid out of pocket for the Southwest flight, I bring a companion on the flight with me for free.
1: And there's no limit. You could fly every day if you wanted to.
0: Right. With so, a companion. Right. So, for example, we are flying from Philadelphia to Nashville. We are using, I booked with my Southwest points. So you had those 110,000 points. So you get free flights with that. Heather's coming on as my companion for free. Then we're flying Nashville to denver and going out to breckenridge then we're going denver to austin and then austin home i mean we could fly anywhere that southwest flies each time we're only paying five dollars and sixty cents a person because that's the the little applicable taxes that you do have to pay so for four flights for two of us we are paying out of pocket forty dollars it's an incredible
1: travel hack and southwest even allows free one free checked bag
0: two free checked bags
1: Uh, one, two a free check
0: bags per person. Oh,
1: two a person.
0: Yes, oh, and wow. on top of that, and we've used this too. You can get cancellation; like you can cancel the flight, and it's fully refundable. For example, I booked down to Nashville to Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia to Nashville, and then we thought we were going to come back to Philadelphia. When we realized we were going out to Denver, we can cancel that trip back to Philadelphia, and they fully refund it. You can actually cancel up until your flight. We have canceled a flight. 30 minutes before it was going to take off before because we were actually late and going to miss the flight. So we called Southwest up and we just canceled our reservation and we got all our points and the $5.60 back.
1: It's incredible. We so many of our friends have used this travel hacking tip as well and use Southwest and everybody just loves it. I mean, it's kind of like a budget carrier, but it's comfortable enough especially for domestic flights. It's not you're not taking, you know, a 10-hour flight.
0: The Southwest Companion Pass is by far the best travel perk out there, hands down, if you're flying in the U.S., and that's what is allowing us to do all this stuff last minute. So as Heather mentioned, we decided last night we wanted to go out to Denver. Well, how can we do that? Well, if you have frequent flyer miles, especially these Southwest points, we just went on, we used them to book the trip. If we were to pay out of pocket, it might cost us a pretty penny. So getting frequent flyer miles, and especially the Southwest Companion Pass, I mean, for us, that's how we're able to hack these trips and keep them affordable. $40 for four flights for two people. We, we wouldn't be able to do it if we were going to have to pay $200, $300 a pop.
1: Right. However, if you don't have Southwest or the Companion Pass, there are a couple other options for finding cheap flights. Did you want to talk about that now? Or? Yeah, let's
0: talk about that now. Um, One of them.
1: Budget Airlines. The U.S. has quite a few Domestic budget airlines that you can take. Frontier Airlines being one of them.
0: Spirit Air being another. Frontier is based out of Denver. So if you book on these airlines, you can get decent tickets. For example, this Denver option, this Nashville to Denver option that we're using Southwest. I looked last night and we could book with them for $93 one way.
1: So So that's still incredibly cheap.
0: Right. So you want to look at budget options. We have done a whole podcast and we've also done a whole post on how to find budget airlines and how to use budget airlines, what to expect. So that's something you don't want to miss out on if you're not going to be using miles. The other way is, of course, to use miles other than Southwest. If you have American Airlines miles, if you have United miles, U.S. Airway miles. Delta. Delta, anything like that. You can use those miles and they just. They give you some flexibility because they cost the same amount of miles, whether you book close in or whether you book far in advance, whereas normally a ticket price is going to be much higher if you're booking close in. So that just gives us amazing flexibility for our flights when we're looking to book this trip, because as we mentioned, there isn't really much planning going on.
1: No. And if there is, it's all last minute planning.
0: (laughs) The easiest way we should mention too is using Google Flights to find the cheapest option. Go to google.com slash flights, or you can Google Google Flights. That's a little meta right there. Google Google (laughs) Flights. You can do that, and that will give you a calendar of options. That's the best way to find the cheapest options that aren't budget airlines, that are kind of these regular carriers. Next step was finding accommodations.
1: Right. So when we go to Nashville, my sister lives there, you know, but we looked at some hotels and it actually turned out that one of my oldest friends is going to be in Tennessee also renting a cabin in the mountains. So just fortuitously, we're going (laughs) to go there and have two free nights. In a cabin in the Smoky Mountains. So that's pretty cool. And then the other nights, we're going to be staying with my sister. So in that case, when you have a city where you know someone and if they have room, that's a great option.
0: That is always a good option. You know, I, I almost want to say we're mooching, but I don't think we are because we open our home up and stuff to other people and they come to through as well. So staying with people is always not only a cool way to uh, reconnect, you know, staying with friends and family. But also, hey, it saves those dollars. and It saves those dollars. Not everyone is as lucky as we were. We got very lucky with this trip to the Smoky Mountains where they just rented this huge cabin. But that's something that you can can look into. When you're traveling to different places, do you have friends, family there? Another alternative, if you want, is you can also use couch surfing, which is when you stay at people's homes that are strangers. You meet them on this site, but they're strangers, but usually you stay for free. And, of course, to be a good... If you're staying there, you want to bring them something or treat them to a meal or something. But that's a way to do it as well.
1: Yeah. Like even staying with my best oldest friend, Heather. She has the same name as me. You know, I offered to give some money for the for the cabin. She's like, no, no, we've already paid for it. There's room. But I'm definitely, you know, going to bring some wine, make them dinner. It's kind of what we do. So
0: it's always a nice way to give back. Heather's a really good cook. This Heather, not her friend, Heather. (laughs) Well, she's not
1: a bad cook either if she's listening.
0: (laughs) But it's always a really nice way to give back to to make them something, bring them something, something like that. And that's how we're getting through with the accommodation natural. Now, we did look as well into using hotel points. So. Hotel points, if you, you guys probably know, work the same way as frequent fire miles. So we've built up quite a, st- a stash. I was going to say stock and I was going to say stash. I said stosh. Quite a stash <laughs> of, of hotel points, which again, we use, we get most of them not through staying in hotels, but opening up credit cards. So we could have used Club Carlson points to stay at the Radissons. We could have used, you know, IHG points, Hilton points, stuff like that. So again, that's a great way to supplement you're, you know, having to pay for a stay or or to not have to pay for a stay. If you have the frequent flyer miles to fly you around, use the hotel points to stay for free. I know a friend of ours is staying in Austin. He has a bunch of Club Carlson points. He's paying about fifty dollars a night to stay at the Radisson downtown, right in Austin. And he will I think he's staying there for like fifteen days, sixteen days at fifty dollars a night because he's using his hotel points. And that's how much he figured out it would cost him, you know, to get those points and all. So that's another way to do it and not pay full price on hotels. Now, when we go to Breckenridge, and again, we just decided this last night, this was an interesting option that came up for us and one of our favorite options for when we travel because it's really a win-win for everyone involved.
1: And that's house sitting. As we mentioned, we've done house sitting in Breckenridge before. And when we were there in Breckenridge, we kind of just made friends with the neighbors around the house we were staying in. And this house, it didn't even come up on any of the house sitting websites like trusted house sitters it was just through a friend actually so this person's going away for 10 days and we're just going to watch his dog and take care of his house
0: yeah originally we were going to go from Nashville back to Philadelphia or go Nashville to Austin right around April 8th and over the last couple of days we talked to a friend of ours who is house sitting in Breckenridge so funny story our friends who are house sitting in Breckenridge our house-sitting for a guy that we know. And they said, hey, there happens to be another guy who's going away, and he needs someone to take care of his dog. Would you guys want to come out here? We originally thought no, and then we we're like, well, why not? Let's go out to Breckenridge. So we're going to go out there for, yeah, about 10 days, stay for free. We've house-sat for another neighbor in Breckenridge, as Heather mentioned, and house-sitting is just an incredible way. We've talked about it on the podcast. We won't go too much into it, but just a fantastic way to go and stay in some incredible places for free.
1: Yeah, we love it.
0: Uh, For example, the place that we stayed before in Breckenridge, five bedrooms right there, you know, overlooking the ski um, resort. It's ski in, ski out. So if you're there in the winter, obviously you could. That's a huge plus. We haven't been there in the winter yet, but it's got a hot tub. She lent us her car, which was like a BMW SUV to use. Obviously, the house sits run the gamut of, of big houses, regular houses and all over the world. But just to a cool, cool way to not spend money on accommodations and get to stay in places that you probably normally wouldn't get to stay.
1: Absolutely. And then another way that we find good or cheap accommodations is renting apartments.
0: And this is what we're probably going to do in Austin. We haven't specifically plan this yet. We're talking to some people, but we're probably going to rent an apartment. We
1: haven't committed because that's difficult for us and especially (coughs) one of us, Travis. (coughs) But (laughs) we are talking to two different people in Austin about renting their apartments and these ones were listed just on Airbnb. And because we're planning to stay for at least two to three weeks, maybe more, we can negotiate a better price than just like a nightly price because we'll be there for a while.
0: Yeah, staying in apartments is great financially, especially if you have big groups. I mean, it's just us two for now, but if you do have big groups and there's two couples or a family, it can be much cheaper than multiple hotel rooms. It's also good because it allows you to have some options that you don't usually have in a hotel. For example, you you have a house or an apartment. I mean, you've got some room to work. You're not stuck in a hotel room. You might have a kitchen. You might have a washing machine, all that type of stuff. And you can usually stay in neighborhoods, and this is a big one for us, stay in neighborhoods that might not have hotels in them. For example, in Austin, my limited knowledge of Austin, most of the hotels are right downtown by the river. But there's two pretty cool areas, pretty cool neighborhoods in Austin right to the west of downtown. One's called Clarksville, one's called Old West Austin. And we were able to find some apartments there that just gives us a different feel.
1: Right. And these neighborhoods are really cool. Everything's within walking distance to great cafes, restaurants, live music, things like that. And that's kind of the scene that we want to be in because that's what Austin's renowned for. So that's what we want to really check out when we're down there.
0: And one of the things that you can really do, as as Heather alluded to, is negotiate. You know, there's a lot of prices out there on Airbnb or on HomeAway or any of these apartment rental sites, but we usually just write a message to the person and say we're looking to come a little longer. I would say if you're coming three days or more, you have some leverage there. You know, they want people in for longer stays; it's less work for them. They know someone's in there, so you have some leverage, and you can say we're going to come for a week or we're going to come for two weeks. In our case, we're we said we might come for up to a month. We might spend two, three weeks, a month there. Would you give us a a better rate than whatever the daily rate is times the amount of days there? And we've usually been able to knock substantial money off that. Sometimes get it for about 50% what the daily rate would normally be.
1: Yeah, and you have to think in some cases you're doing that person a little bit of a favor because they don't have to worry about getting people in there every three days, having a cleaning person come in. It's just kind of guaranteed money for them. So even if they're charging less per night, in the end it could even out or even make them more money.
0: Yeah, and so those are some of the ways that we're going to use over the next, you know, two months in the three cities that we go to. Nashville, staying with friends, always an awesome way with accommodations and free, unless you want to, you know, give them a little money, float them some cash air. Breckenridge, house sitting, totally free usually. Sometimes you even get paid if you're doing some jobs around, around the house. And again, we recommend trusted house sitters. And then when you do house sit, just make connections with the neighbors and in Austin renting an apartment for a longer period. This is I mean, our total bill, if we kind of look at how much we're gonna spend, let's say we spend a month in Austin and we go all the way through until basically the end of May, that might cost us a thousand dollars getting an apartment or twelve hundred dollars an apartment in Austin, but if we didn't pay the other places, I mean that's twelve hundred dollars for two months worth of accommodations while on the road. Man, a hotel would eat that up even a Fairly mid-range hotel would eat that up in half a month.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So definitely take some of that advice when you're looking for accommodations. I guess a lot of people now are probably re- like wondering, okay, well, how are you guys going to get around? And it's interesting because when we travel internationally, a lot of times we rent motor scooters and things like that. All the these cars, or yeah, all these ways that we use when we travel international might not work here. But for us, it's probably going to be pretty easy, especially in Nashville and Breckenridge.
1: Right. So in Nashville, my sister has a car and we're not going to need to rent a car. So that's great. That's such a nice perk. And then when we are in Breckenridge, actually, one of our friends is going to hang out with us. So they have a car and we can just share that car.
0: Yeah, that's always a cool way to do it, right? Where you say, hey, we have this house sit. And assuming the owner allows you to do it, would you like to come for a couple of days? And if you have a car, hey, why don't you bring it? Sometimes with house sits like the one that we did in Breckenridge before, you actually get to use a car.
1: Right. And so in that case, you know, if you're not in a city that has public transportation, just try to think outside the box. And of course, you can always rent a car. Depending on the city, it can be pretty cheap. We've had car rentals for, what, $11 a day in some places. So we've also written about that on the website in different
0: Yeah, we won't be capacities. renting cars in this two-month period because then in Austin, they have an awesome bike share program. I'm a huge fan Of biking around. You can rent bikes from regular bike shops as well. And if you're going to stay for longer, you can get good deals. But a lot of cities are going to these bike share programs. New York City has one. Denver has one. I'm sure there's a lot of cities that we don't even know about. Paris, all types of places, but they're pretty neat.
1: Yeah. And in Austin, the weather is going to be pretty nice, warm hopefully not too rainy. I don't think it rains too often there. And I think it's a great place to just have a bike and then we don't have to have a car.
0: And that's one of the things we looked at when we were renting apartments. And this goes in the planning thing was, is this apartment close enough to downtown and down and to the things that we want to do to either bike or walk? And the two places that we're looking at, we could easily walk as well. I'm I, I do this in a very, I guess, basic way. What I do is I usually Google Best restaurants and bars in blank. Put the city name in, find some addresses, go to Google Maps, start looking at where those places are, because that's what we like to do. Eat, drink, you know, if there's a sports stadium or or some other cool thing, you know, so you find that area in a city and then you put in the address of the apartment you're renting and hit walking directions and see how far it is. But that's a great way to kind of figure out how far away or how close you are to the area that you want to be in, which is usually the restaurant and bar
1: area. Right. That's a great tip. And I also want to say that if we're staying somewhere for a little bit of a longer time, a couple of weeks or even a week, and there's something that we want to do outside that city. Like, for example, in Austin, we might go down to San Antonio. Then we might rent a car, but we're not going to rent it probably for the whole time that we're there because we won't need it that whole time.
0: Right. Exactly. And renting a car, Heather mentioned, we usually can get it down to 10 $12 a day, except for whatever reason in Philadelphia, I can never get cheap car rentals when I'm here. But when we're in other cities, it usually seems to work $10 to $15 a day. If you rent it for a week, it's usually cheaper per day. So you might want to consider that if you're going to take a few trips, maybe try to put them all within a week span. If you're going to stay somewhere for three or four weeks, put them all in a week span. Then you only need a car for that amount of time. Yeah, and we just kind of do that. Walkable, bikeable. When we're looking to stay in a city, that's one thing we look for. If it's a bigger city like Austin, like Nashville, you know, Breckenridge, not really a big city in in the same regard as those type of things, but that's stuff that you want to look for. And then alternatives, get a car rental, follow our steps. We'll link up that guide in the show notes at com slash pods. The last kind of piece of the puzzle. We've talked about how we're going to get there, flying. We've talked about accommodations. We've talked about getting around. Probably my favorite piece, eating. Eating, drinking, and kind of like experiencing. Yeah,
1: activities. So in Nashville we're just relying kind of on my sister and googling when we get there fun places to eat and and other activities like live music. I mean both Nashville and Austin are pretty famous for having good music, right? So we're hoping to see some of that. Yeah, and we don't
0: plan a lot before we go to a place typically. We rely on the people there. In this case we in Breckenridge, we have spent a month there and it's a pretty tiny town. We basically know what to do in Breckenridge. But for Austin in Nashville, we haven't planned anything, we haven't really looked anything up. You know, we'll ask locals in Nashville, we'll ask your sister. We know some people down there. Austin, of course, you know, there'll be people to ask. We'll ask you guys, the podcast listeners, we'll ask the everyone on the
1: blog. Mm-hmm. When you rent an apartment, it's so great. You can ask the owner of that apartment. I mean, they live there or Somewhere near there, usually, and they can always give such good local recommendations for you know the best coffee in that area, the best bar, the best restaurant, anything.
0: If you guys listen to our episode where we talked about our top twenty meals and and things like that, typically those come from recommendations from people who live in that area.
1: Yeah, and I just think that's the most authentic way to find a really good place.
0: And of course, ways to save money because we're always looking to do it on the cheap. Ways to save money when we talk about eating and drinking, the most basic one that comes to my mind, and it seems like a no, duh, okay, that's obvious one, but I go a little overboard on this. And that's happy hour. Yeah.
1: You are always Googling for happy hour in any city that we go to. And you've been able to find happy hours all over the world. Even in Paris, such an expensive city, you found happy hour. In Italy, I didn't even know this existed, but the Apertivo. So Travis is like the guru of travel hacking and happy hours.
0: (laughs) I, I just think that if you can get a good meal or a good drink or the same thing as you could... Where at 7 or 8 p.m. it might be twice as expensive. Why not? And it's a great way to kind of break up the day. So we would had tons of success in Breckenridge with this. If you go on the off season to some of these types of towns, they have big time specials because they don't have the winter, you know, the ski crowd in. They're not packed. So we've got some amazing happy hours that we can't wait to hit up in Breckenridge. But yeah, Googling is how I usually find it. Best happy hours in Austin. And then when you go to one, you ask someone who's sitting there like, this is a great happy hour. What are some other ones? then you have a list of like 10 of them and you check them out day by day. One of our favorite things to do is happy hour.
1: Yeah, it's just nice. And, you know, working for ourselves, we can kind of take off at four if we want to and go get a drink and then maybe even come back and work some more or just call it a day, who knows? But it's definitely a fun way to experience a city.
0: And of course, with house sitting and with apartment rentals, another reason we like those two things is you can easily cook. So if you stay in a hotel cooking's probably going to be limited even in hostels, you know, they might have kitchens that you can cook, they're usually communal. It's really nice to have a place that you can go to the grocery store, buy groceries, get some stuff, make a meal. Usually generally it's going to be cheaper than eating out all the time. So we do cook a lot while we're staying in places, especially if we're going to be somewhere for a couple of weeks because not only does eating out get expensive, you, know, you kind of feel like you're not you want to make healthy. some healthier
1: choices by cooking some things at home.
0: Yeah. And it kind of gets old after a while. So we love cooking and you can do that if you have a house, sit or an apartment rental. So those are the ways that we do that. I mean, that kind of sums it up, wouldn't you say? I mean, our planning, we've we've talked about how we decide on places and this trip, we're going to probably, it's going to be Nashville. It's definitely going to be Breckenridge. It's going to be Austin. We just don't know if we're going to throw something else into the mix. Maybe from Austin, we go to San Diego or something
1: yeah, like or that. Yeah, or Mexico.
0: Well, now we're getting out of the U.S., <laughs> but that is has been talked it's about. It's so close. It's so close. We might do it. But I hope that kind of pulls the curtain back a little bit on our planning process, and that is that we like to stay as flexible as possible. We realize not everyone's going to be that way, but here's how we go about planning it. We look at where we can get cheap flights to. And using frequent fly miles is the best way domestically in the U.S., that Southwest Companion Pass is key. It's, it's allowed us to travel, I don't know, 10, 15 different places in the U.S. for basically free.
1: Yeah, in fact, one of the reasons we were excited to come home is because 2015 is maybe the last year we'll have the companion pass, I don't we'll know. We'll have to figure out you, some we, roundabout <laughs>
0: way to maybe get it again, but it runs out this one into end of 2015. Right. So we
1: really wanted to take advantage of having it this last year and just go to lots of places in the US that we've never seen before.
0: So use those frequent fire miles, get them, earn them, use them on flights. That's going to be a lifesaver for money, accommodations, Stay with friends, family, anyone who will take you in. House sitting, huge for us.
1: Yeah, it's a really fun time as well.
0: And apartment rentals. And we do that on Airbnb, usually home Away offers some options, things like that. Getting around, as we mentioned, oh, you know, we try to make sure if it's going to be a city that it's walkable or that we can use public transportation because you'll save a lot of money by not having to rent a car. Absolutely. And eating, Hath. The big takeaways <laughs> with eating.
1: The big takeaways with eating. Google happy hours. (laughs) Get local recommendations from people.
0: And if you like to, cook at home if you have an apartment rental or a house sit. So if you guys have suggestions for any of these cities... Or for Portland, maybe we'll go out there. Or for San Diego. Those are probably (laughs) the only other two places we're looking at in these next couple months. But we are fluid.
1: Yeah, and keep your eye out on Instagram and Twitter because if you live in any of these cities that we're going to, we'd love to meet up with you.
0: We would love to meet up. So if you have recommendations for these cities that we're going to, or Portland or San Diego, or if you want to try to sway us to come to another city, let us know in the comments. You could go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods. Of course, you can tweet us at Pack of Peanuts, Instagram as well, at Pack of Peanuts. Let us know. We love to meet up. We love to hang out. And um, we love hearing your suggestions on places to eat. And of course, the best happy hours. Let me know. You know i love you forever for that. I mentioned the Southwest Companion Pass and using miles. If you guys are interested in frequent flyer bootcamp, go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash frequent flyer bootcamp. When you check out to get the special discounted price, because it's going up substantially. April 1st but you can still get the discount up until April 7th and then the code will not work again when you check out put in podcast P-O-D-C-A-S-T that'll give you the discount and um, if you want to get in please do it before April 7th so that you get you save some money save that for traveling so that you have money for happy hours right?
1: Absolutely
0: Lastly this show is sponsored by Tortuga Backpacks if you want to save money on a Tortuga Backpack go to tortugabackpacks.com check out the three models they have and then put in EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capitals. Save 10% off that. Man, we're just giving them so much money so they have even more money to spend on app So there you guys have it. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for making us the number one rated podcast on iTunes. Reach out to us if we're coming to your city. And until next time, happy free travels.